Welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy turns her attention to the sixth and final paramita, the prajna paramita. Welcome. Today we're continuing our exploration of paramita practice, or bodhisattva activity. We'll be focusing on the sixth paramita, prajna paramita knowledge or wisdom. The Sanskrit term prajna has different translations. Basically, it is the best of knowing, the best of cognitive mind, supreme knowledge. Knowledge at all levels is is highly respected in the Buddhist tradition, even though it's probably known mostly for non-conceptual practices such as sitting meditation. But there is great reverence and respect for learning and for words and for study. For instance, uh, books are placed high on a shrine representing the reverence for knowledge and scholarship. And you would never step over a text because texts are considered sacred in, in many ways. And language itself, down to the vowels and consonants, are considered sacred and are highly respected. Of course, there are many levels of knowledge. There's ordinary learning, just uh, book learning and knowing how to do something and just basic knowledge to get around in the world, you know, how to navigate in ordinary life. And there are more and more subtle ways of knowing. And all of these would fall under the general rubric of prajna. So prajna is a big topic. There are tomes and tomes and explorations and investigations of all sorts about the nature of prajna. And Prajna Paramita plays an extremely important role throughout the Dharma and particularly in the Mahayana. Prajna is fresh and on the spot. It's sharp and it's direct. Prajna is a way of seeing without any capturing or storing. It is the first thought, the first insight. So Prajna is not just about knowing this or that. It is simply knowing simply knowing, with no distinction between subject and object, simply knowing, on the spot. Prajna is seeing without bias, and because it is without bias, it becomes more and more clear. It discriminates, finally and clearly. When we perceive anything, so much of that perception is colored by our preconceptions, by our philosophical views, by our biases, by our sense of territory, by what we hold on to and what we're threatened by. The prajna is seeing without all those coverings. It's like removing all of those veils or obstacles so that the seeing is just simple and direct, unbiased. Sometimes when we're trying to figure something out, our minds get tighter and tighter, smaller and smaller. And then something happens, and the mind opens out to a broader view. The project is that broader view, bigger perspective thinking, not getting caught in small thinking, but perceiving from a vaster dimensions, vaster in time and space and in all dimensions, vast view. So project is precise, and it is vast, both. It is what our perceptions can be when we're not trying to hold on to them or store them put them in our bag of experiences. In symbolism or iconography, prajna is often represented by a sword, a razor-sharp sword that's sharpened on both edges, a two-sided sword. And that kind of two-sided sword cuts in both directions. It cuts through 
other and it cuts through self. It cuts through duality altogether. And by cutting through dualistic thinking, a much clearer, more fresh way of knowing is liberated. So like a sword, prajna cuts through. Prajna is also sometimes represented by a vase of Amrita, an anti-death potion. As an anti-death potion, you could say that prajna brings deadened understanding back to life. It's an energizer of true knowledge, non-dual knowledge, free-floating knowledge, lively knowledge. You can think of that kind of amrita as dissolving false boundaries of experience, or you could think of it as intoxicating extremes that we hold on to so tightly. The question is, isn't about getting rid of our ordinary level of just cognitive thinking about things or looking down upon that. It's seeing its value and also its limitations. So in studying, it's almost like we create a base of ordinary understanding, ordinary knowledge, which is a little bit more functional and surface level. And then on that basis, we begin to question, we begin to see through, we begin to open to deeper and deeper dimensions of knowing, different ways of knowing, rather than the purely functional, ordinary conceptual habits of thought. So one way of awakening prajna is by questioning. Just because we think something doesn't make it so. It's kind of a wonderful and insightful humility in not believing everything that you think. You could think of the paramitas as joining vision and practicality, supreme vision and supreme practicality, the practicality of bodhisattva activity and the visionary perspective of prajna. And I think each of the paramitas has its own variety of prajna, actually. Generosity, discipline, patience, exertion, meditation, all have their aspect of prajna, their particular insights to offer. And prajna is like the crown jewel, the supreme insight that underlies all of bodhisattva activity. And what is bodhisattva activity altogether? It is a process of taking the aspirations of the bodhisattva to be of benefit to all beings, and it is putting them to the test through our actions. It is a way to get real about our aspiration to cultivate wisdom and compassion, inseparable wisdom and compassion, as aspiring bodhisattva warriors. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.